Hello and welcome to Born Clutch. My name is Harrison. So excited to have you here with me today in another episode where we're going to talk about being clutch, especially after this this past week of watching NBA basketball games that have been captivating and heartbreaking all at the same time, especially when these guys have shots and they know they can make it and it's the biggest moment of their life and they end up missing and having to go home. It's heartbreaking, Mm, truly. And we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about how to be able to overcome this and be able to uh, become clutch if you feel like you're not, like I did for a long time, especially after blowing it in my, uh, it was what I consider at, you know, going back to the time when I was 16 years old, it was the high school regional finals and I was a bowler and averaging 220. It was sometimes 220 depending on the weekend, but you know, my average for the season was around 215 and ended up averaging 170 for that series of the regional finals and ended up losing by 10 pins. Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking for my team and me. And being able to use all of this data and these exercises and these principles that I've learned over the last 10 years of coaching players and business owners and just individuals on how to be great in life. And you can too. If you're struggling with any part of your life, you can become better at it. And that's what this is all about. And so I need you to remember something though. To anybody who's trying to be clutch right now, being perfect is something that is very difficult. Being perfect is very, very difficult. And so you have to remember that. Because if you're shooting for perfection and you're basing your results off of making every shot, then you're coming from a place that is very easy to get in your own head. And so remembering that living in the moment, one shot at a time, focusing on each shot individually is what's important. And it needs to mostly be unconscious. And so that's what this is all about is putting these unconscious habits, because that's what they are. They're unconscious habits and behaviors that you trained into your body. That's what they, they call muscle memory, right? You want, you want your shot to be unconscious. And the problem is, you know, I'm any type of shot, right? I'm, I like to, whenever I'm talking right now, I'm talking about basketball just because it's on my mind and my heartbreak for some of these guys who are going what they're going through is, it's, I just can, I can, I know, <laughs> I feel it. Even though you're older, it was, you feel like it was the biggest moment of your life potentially. And, and it didn't go the way uh, it was supposed to go. And being able to bounce back from that and come back stronger because you can. You truly can. And so the first thing that I want you to do, if I'm talking to any one of the people right now, what I would tell you to do is let it go. Gotta let it go. Right now, and you need to decide at this very moment, what's your goal? What are you going to do? You need to decide right now. The greatest and most successful individuals in the world have been proven to make decisions very quickly 
and make changes to those decisions very slowly. So you need to decide so that you can start putting into action the steps necessary to get to where you want to be in your life. And so that's the that's really the first thing that the first two things that you need to do. The next thing that you need to do is you need to start surrounding yourself with people that believe in you. Not people that are going to lie to you and try to just pump you up, but people that just support you. And believe they need to believe in you. It's really important. Telling you you're great at something isn't believing in you when you're not good at it, right? You have to you have to be real about things. If you're weak in a certain area, you need to have somebody who tells you that. Hey, look, this isn't your strongest area, but you know what? You can improve. You can get better. I believe in you. I know you can. You've just got to put work into it. That's what it's all about. Those are the people that you need to be surrounding yourself with so that you can be built up consistently and you have a strong, solid foundation. Okay? And then as far as what we're talking about right now, just getting over uh, a big-time loss is just relaxing, right? Enjoying the moment. Find something to appreciate right now. Because it can be hard. It can be really tough. You can find yourself in the pits for a long time like I did. And going down that path that you don't want to go down. However, you can also relax. Enjoy the moment. Find something that you love, that you're happy, that you're grateful for. And latch on to that. And let it build you up mentally and emotionally. And just where you're feeling great. All right, now that we're past past getting over the big game, the key and the next step of being able to become clutch is it's a lot of things. I'm not going to lie to you, but one of the big steps that you can take right now is to begin to start meditating and visualizing. Lots of times, this is one of the most powerful tools that's overlooked today, I believe. Because in order to create what you want in your life, you need to see it. Because you've got, if you're going to do it, you've got to believe that you can get there. And seeing is believing. And through visualization, we can do that. And I'm going to talk about visualization all the time because it's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves of. We need to do this all of the time we need to see our future see what we want so that we're willing to take the action in order to get there key absolutely key and the way that i recommend visualizing is very simply by closing your eyes and if you're driving right now keep those eyes open keep them focused on the road you can do this with your eyes open just i would recommend if you can close your eyes And you want to start just breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth so that you're relaxed. And the picture of what you want needs to form in your mind. Just a picture of it. What do you want? See it. Feel it going through your body. Feel how you're going to feel once you achieve that. Putting emotion into a a picture, a visualization exercise is the key 
It's the gas. That's how you're going to get there. So that's something huge right now that you need to start doing is visualizing your future, seeing what you want so that you can start believing that you're going to get there. And you got to put that emotion into it. Funny story, uh, back in the day whenever I was coaching a college, I was coaching Ultimate, and we were in our fourth season of me coaching the, as the head coach of this Ultimate team. And we, we, we had gotten a lot better. First year, we really struggled as a brand new team. Second year, we still kind of struggled but started winning some games. Third year, we, were, we did a little bit better than the than the second year. And then the fourth year, I did an exercise that I heard about through this book called Principles. I think it's 23 Principles. Or, oh, that's going to bug me until I can tell you who it is because I'm looking it up right now. Who is this? I got my library. I love listening to books on Audible. Let's see. Prince uh, 23. Look, it's 23. Oh, it's chick. Oh, chicken soup for the soul. His he he wrote chicken soup for the soul. Jack, what's his name? Jack Canfield. That's it. Jack Canfield. Let me search my library for Jack Canfield because this excerpt. I owe this to Jack. He is the one that taught me about this. It's called Success Principles. It's really good. It's highly recommend it. Chicken Soup for the Soul, very good as well. But the success principles are fantastic. And in that, what he said he started doing with people at seminars is you would have at the very last day or the second to last day, forget about the day, but he would get everybody together and you would come as you want to be. So if you wanted to be, let's say, a millionaire, you would dress up like a millionaire would dress up. If you wanted to be a professional basketball player, you would dress up like that. And you would come and you would talk about it as if, maybe it's the as if part, (laughs) it's one of those. But you dress up as if you have it right now. And the reason why you do this is because when everybody comes together, all of a sudden you start telling people who you are and what you do and the emotion feeds it. And so often people's dreams become true because they can see it, they can feel it. And next thing you know, that's it's like a live visualization is the way that I see it. <laughs> I don't know if he called it that, but that's the way I saw it. And we ended up doing it with our team. And we had never won a championship before. Like and we went to tournaments and we had never won a tournament before. However, we did this exercise and I'm sure most of the guys, if you listen, if you asked them now, I know one of them told me that was the craziest thing I've ever done. And I, it was weird because it was weird. We basically got in a group and we all celebrated like we had just won a championship, like we had just won the final game. Like literally from that moment, we were all like together in a circle, like sitting, like kind of on our knees. And uh, and then I said, now, and, you know, I told everybody what we were doing. Imagine we just won. Like, what would you do if you if you knew we just won the championship game? 
and everyone did it. Everyone got totally into it in that moment. I know I did. We were running around. We were hugging each other. We were jumping up and down. And I'm here to tell you, the next tournament we played in, we ended up winning it. And I did literally that exact same celebration. I hugged the same person that I hugged that in that moment. I ran around in the exact same way. It was weird. And it's hard to explain it, but I think it just it it shows that putting emotion and belief into a group of people can do amazing things. And I've you know what's funny is I just started coaching again, like a couple you know, I started coaching last year again after taking a, a few years off from coaching ultimate. Because I coached for six years, and then I took a, a two to three year break when I moved and to Myrtle Beach, and then whenever I moved back, I started I started back to my hometown. I started coaching again the women's team, and I haven't done this yet. I coached them, uh, you know, for the last year and a half, and I still haven't done it. And I'm starting to think that I might do this again because man, did it work? It's just it feels hokey whenever you do it, but. Whew, can't lie. It was a tournament we won and it was right after we did that. So maybe I should be doing it more. But that's that's what visualization is all about. That's what seeing is believing. Putting that emotion, putting that energy into the, to it. The as if party. I think that come as you are or the as if party. That, it, it sounds like it would be fun. I've never been to one. So that's um, that's a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how we got. Oh, visualization. That's where we were. So through and so I like like I said I like meditating with my visualization like sitting down or uh, you know in a place that's relaxing but I'm still gonna stay awake because it's easy to meditate and fall asleep it takes practice and um, just visualizing really important really really important and visualize yourself getting in your zone right really really a big important part of your life should be visualization if you're trying to be clutch you need to start seeing everything before see it before it happens you can do it and the final thing that i want to talk to you about today is probably one of the most powerful techniques for getting in the zone that i've ever learned about and it comes from my mentor, Josh Waitskin. So huge shout out to Josh Waitskin. If you don't know who he is, he wrote the book, The Art of Learning. If you want to truly understand how being clutch comes down to using the unconscious mind and training it, he, he's a genius, y'all. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a guy who has been studying this stuff and loves talking about it, and hopefully people love listening to it because I could talk about it all day long. It's just so cool to me. But Josh Waitskin talks about creating your trigger. And what I've done with this, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to change it up too much. I'm going to add on a little bit, something extra to it. Just using NLP, what you know, if you've listened to any other episodes, that's what I'm all about. Neuro-linguistic programming, right? Using language to program the mind. However, the, the first step is creating your trigger. And to do that, what Josh recommends, and I recommend it as well, because I've done it and it works you can become very consistent. First thing you need to do is think of something that you are already clutch at. Think about something like where you do where you're in the zone. 
You need to you need to find something that you can do that is just easy. It comes naturally. Whenever you do it, you just feel like you're in flow, like you're just gliding. Now you've got to figure out what that is. I don't I can't decide for you, but that's the first step is figuring out what it is that you can do already that you feel like you're just in flow at. You really need to work on feeling in flow whenever you do this. So pick first step is picking that out. The next step, what you need to do is you need to set up a routine that you're going to do before you do that exercise or that task or that hobby, whatever it is that you find that you're really clutch at. It could be anything. It could be cooking, like right? It could be anything. Whatever it is, you need to come up with exercises that you're going to do before. It's going to take around uh how really Josh would say he liked doing it 30 minutes. Like it would take him 30 minutes in the beginning to create this zone so that it was very consistent for him. Now I've found that I I could go a little bit less time, but this was after, you know, I really, I started working on this stuff before I learned about Josh. So I already felt really confident with being in the zone, but this just took it to a whole nother level. And so he would probably say 30 minutes. So the first uh, maybe seven minutes, what he would do is he would eat something. And this order can be in any order that you want it to be, preferably eating first, right? Because once you eat, you never know when you're going to win the competition or when you're going to need to be clutched. It could be it could be right now. It could be in an hour and a half, two hours. You need to go ahead and eat something right now, something that's easy on the stomach, easy, you know, nothing that's bad for you, right? It needs to be like, I prefer like a little protein bar if I'm going to be doing something really active, right? Like some type of like uh, one of the, like the chocolate, I love those chocolate chip cliff bars. Like that's what I like. But anyway, so that's what I use. I pick that, I eat that. And then what I'll do is I'll meditate. Like I'll do that breathing exercise into the nose, out through the mouth, try to relax my entire body. I'll do that for around, now it's a lot shorter, but Josh would probably say seven minutes, maybe a little bit longer. And then after that, he would do like a stretch. It could be just a, a light stretch or it, even a, you know if your muscles are loose and you're warm up, you could do like a deep stretch. You know, if this, you can incorporate this into your stretching before a game. And then the last thing that he would do would be listen to some music, like a like the song that gets him into the zone. For him, it was at one point, I think it changed for him, and it's changed for me too, depending on what sport I'm playing, but his was Lose Yourself. You know, I mean, Lose Yourself in the Music, you know, that, <laughs> and so he would pick a song, listen to that, and it was like, boom, those were his things, and then he would do the, the task, Whatever it is that he felt like he was already in the zone at it, he would do that consistently all the time. He would do those steps and then do his hobby. Do those steps, then do his hobby. Do those steps, then do his hobby. What he's basic what he was doing, and he doesn't really mention this in the book, but basically he was building uh, the neural networks in the brain and was connecting this to the task. Right, like these steps, he was training his body. This is what's going to happen. You're going to eat. You're going to stretch. You're going to do, and then you're going to be in flow. Right, that's what he's saying. Do these steps. Boom, you're in flow. And all of a sudden, now he, after he did that for a while, then he took that those steps, and he did that before he did any of like the competitive tasks that he wanted to do, like chess or I think he was potentially doing. 
and mixed martial arts at the time, like push hands. Uh, can't remember exactly what the time frame was. However, whatever it is for you, developing that trigger is going to have incredible, a profound results on your game if you can get really good at it. It takes a little bit of time. It takes some training. It takes some practice. But over time, what you can do once you get good at it is you can start shortening the time. Like once you're like, man, I'm in the zone every single time that I've like I feel it. I'm in the zone. You and then you can start backing off on the time. Maybe go down to five minutes or four minutes, whatever it is, and to start backing off little by little and start shortening it down. If you feel that you're not in the zone whenever you're doing it, maybe you need to take the time back up. And then get comfortable again because you, again, we talk about it. Whenever you're in the zone, you feel it. You feel in flow. Things are just easy. You're like moving naturally. You're just playing, right? It's just, it's fun. It's exciting. When you're not in the zone, you can feel that as well. And so if that happens, you maybe need to take a step back and then start moving forward again. There's nothing wrong with taking steps backwards in order to take two steps forward. One step back, two step forward, nothing wrong with that. It, some great things take time. And so that's what Josh would say you need to do to develop your trigger. And what he did was ultimately be, he wanted to make it all the way down to a specific type of blink in his own eye. So he would just blink and all the, he would feel all those steps like run through his body and he would be in the zone, which I thought that was, that was really cool to me. And I, like I said, I highly recommend The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin, especially if you're into this stuff like I am. Because, man, he is he's a very cool, interesting guy that has done some incredible things with his life and with uh, with being clutch. And I, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm grateful for Josh and all he's done. And so that's what that's what developing your trigger by Josh Waitzkin. He, that's what he would say to pretty much do. Um, that's my that was my interpretation at least so again you can take what you want from it now the addition to this what i love about this as well and this is using neuro linguistic programming is and this is what he ultimately did with the blink but i don't know if he recognized it you can i've found that i can make it happen even faster getting in the zone like I can't, you know, a blink's a blink. That's pretty darn fast. But what I mean is going from the beginning to the end. I, I found a, a step that with using neuro-linguistic programming that kind of speeds this timeline up that I highly recommend. And if we've talked about this before, and I just want to touch on it. It's called anchoring. And so what you can do is once you get in that flow state, once you get in that zone, you can start grabbing. Like what I do, this is me, I grab my... I take my pointer finger of my left hand and my middle finger of my left hand and I put them together and then I grab them with my right hand. Man, whenever I grab it, like whenever I grab that, I just feel, it just, it relaxes me. I feel in flow. I just did it. Like it's, it's very powerful and it's what it's, you know, it's been around for a very long time. It's called anchoring. And so you can do that. You can take that and you can add it to a point on the body. And all of a sudden, you can just transfer that zone into that point of the body. It takes practice. Again, it's 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 not always just like, boom, you do it the first time and it works. But over time, you can develop that. And that's, you know, you can create a blink as you, if you want as well. It's all, it's all about just creating the neuropathways in the body. 
And so the neural pathways in the body. And so we're going to definitely touch on this some more. I need to pull out my NLP book because, you know, there's, there's such amazing things that you can do using NLP to get in the zone consistently, but creating that trigger, it's, it is up there. You know, it's one of those things. It's great. And you know, what we always talk about is you have to practice more that you have to have more than just the trigger, right? Because the trigger is one piece of the gun. It's how you pull it, right? You have to have all the other pieces in sync so that it works consistently. And that's what we're all about. That is what we're all about is creating that entire gun so that whenever you pull that trigger, you are able to fire and go into that zone every single time. And you also, if you do fall out of the zone, because things are going to happen to you, maybe you get punched in the face by accident or elbowed in the face and now you're seeing red and you're like, oh, right. And you can lose control. It's very, very easy. And so that's what we're working on. That's what we're going to get into a little bit more of this stuff. It's just a continual learning process. But what's great is the fact that you're here right now, you're letting this into your unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind can essentially take this information and it can apply it. And that's using NLP. And that's what's so cool about this stuff is the more that you hear it, the more that it's going to keep resonating in your brain. And you need to show up here in this training because that's what this is. This is training that's just going into your subconscious mind, unconscious mind or subconscious mind, whatever you want to call it. And you're able to use that to influence your game in a positive way. And so you need to show up in the zone even to this so that you're just working on being in flow all the time. Just being in flow with life. Being in flow with life. That's what it's all about. Anyway, this has been episode seven. Oh my goodness, episode seven. This is about game seven. This is episode five, Born Clutch. This is your boy, Harry. Peace. Oh, 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 o